This is Bloomsbury Radio. And can I just say, not only, just a reminder, a quick reminder, we're celebrating Bloomsbury Festival 2022. But also to say just a massive thanks to a certain Chris Foster. And the reason why I'm giving him a massive thanks was because Chris was here a few days ago, bless him. And he did the most extraordinary conversation and it failed to record. And it was all my fault. So it's very embarrassing. But Chris, you're welcome back. I'm delighted to be back, Barrett. Always a pleasure. (laughs) Chris, I love you because you're such a gentleman and uh, you're such a kind and you're all giving. And uh, it's lovely to meet somebody like you. So, Chris, you are involved in two guided walks that we're going to get into in due course, it's called Bloomsbury's Best Open Spaces, uh, taking place on the 16th of October and the 22nd. Am I right? Is it 22nd? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yes. Good man, good man. But Chris, listen, I want to bring it back and I want to bring it back because it's such a fascinating, your story is so fascinating and we've, we've a big uh, student listenership here. And uh, what I love about your story is that you left school in the days when you could leave school. Of course, you can't do it anymore. And it was the days when it was called O-levels, not GCSEs. So tell us a bit what happened with your O-levels, Chris. Well, I was um, destined to do very well. And my phone is ringing. Oh, don't worry. We, we, we love all that. We love, that, we, that my, 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 do you want to answer it, Chris? That is gone. Right? No, 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 no. Right. Um, <laughs> so I was destined to do very well with my O-levels. And yes. um, uh, unfortunately, it didn't happen that way, as is often the case. Uh, and so I presented myself to the careers master because um, I was never going to go on to get A-levels or go to university. Uh, And he he sat me down uh, and he said, well, what what are we going to do with you then? Uh, And and, uh, during the conversation, he stood me up. He said, stand in front of me. (laughs) What is going on here? He said, God, he said, you're a big, tall lad. How tall are you? I said, I'm six foot two, sir. He said, six foot two. You know, you're tall enough to be a policeman. Go ahead. Yeah, go and be a policeman. Go and off you go. Uh, and that was it. And so I wasn't even 17 years old. So I couldn't be a policeman until um, until I was 19. Okay. So I became a police cadet uh, for the Metropolitan Police and had two marvellous years of keeping fit and active, learning a little bit about policing. And as soon after my 19th birthday, I went to Hendon, the police training school, for a 13-week uh, week initial training. Mm. And... Um, and following that, uh, I was put into a police coach, one of these old green coaches with bars on the window. So th- these coaches were designed for either to carry policemen or prisoners. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and, then, and then back in the day, so we're talking 1970 here, um, the, the, there were no police women on the beat. That didn't introduce until 1973. So Amazing. please don't the listeners think that I'm being really sexist by yeah. just talking about police men. Yeah. Because that's all there was up until 73. I've worked with some fabulous, um, uh, brave and fearless women police officers. And, uh, yeah, a long way that continued. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I'm back in the coach, um, being taken to a police station, of which I have not been told where I'm going to be dropping off. And I was able to peer over the driver's uh, shoulder and uh, saw my name there. And the, and the little word after my name said Holborn. And I'm thinking, Holborn, that's fantastic. That's in the middle of London. That's near Bloomsbury. This is going to be great. Uh, and I was dropped off there. And I liked it so much that I was there for 27 years. And I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so basically, a Bobby on the beat for 27 years in the Bloomsbury area. Correct. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that's 
what I love about it is that you stayed in that role. So, the, I mean, I'm sure there was many conversations over those years about, you know, do you want to go up the ladder and become a detective? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Not something for you, Chris. No, because I'm very much community-minded and love talking to people. And I made friends with um, the local residents out there. Um, you know, my colleagues were great. And I, 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 was, having a, I was having a super time. And, um, uh, and the lovely thing is that, you know, now we're part of the Bloomsbury Festival. And uh, yeah, everything that I wanted to do, I can now go back and enjoy myself rather than sort of being being on duty and watching what I'm saying and and and, that, and, uh, and my and my general behaviour. It, it just worked and it was really good. But you're on you're on your feet for the duration of that uh, particular shift. I'm guessing you know when you're a bobby on the beach, you know you're on yeah. your feet. Was it not doing your knees in and your hips in and your back in and all that kind of stuff? Well, yeah, I, I, I was always um, uh, trying to keep as fit and active as possible uh, and I realised with advancing years it was bad for my health trying to keep fit and active so uh, uh, I did sort of take it easy and, and, and some some of the listeners will remember things called panda cars that were sort of uh, you know to get you around your beat a little bit more uh, yeah and yeah. these were like ice cream vans things yeah yeah, yeah yeah the Morris the, the Morris Mark Miners the, the, the Morris 1000s and things uh, like Dodgems, they were. <laughs> yeah, you see them in the 1970s cop shows, don't you? You see them then, you know. In the, in the, oh, the yes. British, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so Chris, tell us about, I mean, obviously there's probably no better guide to tell us about how Bloomsbury has changed throughout the years. So if you take it from a police, policeman's point of view, you know, and a crime point of view, you know, how did those decades, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000, you know, how did they change and over those, over those decades? It was huge, yeah. huge change I saw, uh, and most of it for the better. Uh, I think a, a perfect illustration of that was what was going on in the King's Cross area. Uh, now, I'm not allowed to say King's Cross at the Bloomsbury Festival, so we have to say Northern <laughs> Northern Bloomsbury, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't get into trouble. Well done. Uh, so, um, the, yeah, the local residents from around Argyle Square and Cromer Street, they still very much say they, you know, they live up the cross. And uh, and so uh, and so that stuck, and so it was just like unofficial boundary. I've never really worked out where where Bloomsbury finishes and where Kings Cross starts. Yeah. But um, but let's say we go up to the Euston Road. So, so my beat took in up to the south of the Euston Road, uh, and then and then north of the Euston Road there was um, uh, Caledonian Road Police Station, Kings Cross Road Police Station, and Albany Street, and they uh, they covered the north. So there, so, so that was the big boundary, the uh, yeah, the the Euston Road. Now back in the seventies, it was very much a red light area uh, around um, uh, Argyle Square, say for example, and um, it was, it, yeah, the, 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 there were plenty of prostitutes there, no trouble at all. But it was an offence to solicit for prostitution, uh, and um, and so we had to keep an eye on them, and uh, if they were. Uh, if they were flagrant there with uh, accosting members of the public, you give them a warning. Um, and uh, if they still don't heed that warning, um, you give them, yeah, you, you arrest them. It's a bit like playing football, isn't it? You get a yellow card, and if you do it again, you get a red card. Okay. Uh, and and so uh, so that went on during the 1970s. Ten years on, you, you saw a shift because the um, uh, the Hillview Estate, for example, uh, that was very much. Um, uh, older people's uh, flats and, 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 and residences there, and then, and then that, that was in the 70s. And then 10 years on, uh, yeah, that was changing because the, uh, the older residents were moving out, some were pa- passing away, sadly, uh, and, uh, and, these, uh, and these flats became vacant. Um, and, um, and so there were squatters going in, 
and a bit later on there was these things called punk squatters uh, and that's when there was some real trouble and there were some really terrible things that were going on there mm. because of the, the nature of the people and because there was no gates there it was wide open uh, and there was drug abuse and it was just it was just horrible uh, in the 1990s it was getting more violent um, and um, and there was real problems there trying to sort of keep a lid on what was going on end of the 1990s the um there was the announcement that Eurostar was coming to St Pancras and you're thinking oh my goodness me what's going to happen here there are lovely people from across Europe from across the world <laughs> arriving through the Channel Tunnel and coming out into the Euston Road and seeing this scene of chaos so something had to be done and there's this lovely thing called the multi-agency approach uh, and and police got together with Camden Council uh, and, and other agencies and made the area more beautiful and um, a heavy police presence and and so that so the criminals couldn't operate and they moved away um, and now um, you go into Argyle Square and it's and it's lovely it's um, it, you know, it's a lovely square of London um, I, I when I was training to be a tour guide that was where I ate my sandwiches before my course on a on a Wednesday night sat on a park bench in Argyle Square because I could and uh, I knew that no longer would I have my sandwiches stolen or being accosted in any way. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a big change. Oh, I could imagine. And what about the population of Bloomsbury? You know, the diversity, like back in the 70s, I'm sure the mix of people were very different to the mix of people now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, it's uh, sort of, um, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's like the League of Nations now. It's, you know, yeah. it's lovely. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and there's people from all walks of life. And you learn so much about life from all these different people, and that's great. Yeah. Let's get into the guided walks then, uh, Chris. So you've got, you've got two going on, and the good news is is that both of them are quite different. So I want you to take me through, first of all, the one on the 16th of October. Where are you taking us, and what are you going to be talking about? Okay. Um, so <clears throat> I became a, a tour guide a few years ago, and before I answer your question, we just need to go back a few years. Because um, in the 1980s, a new superintendent came to Hoban Police Station, a lovely man called Peter Twist, mm-hmm. uh, a man of the people, and he got to know everybody. Um, and I really warmed to him. Um, and when he moved on, um, I kept in touch. Uh, when he retired, I still kept in touch. He became a City of London tour guide. And then in 2013, he wanted to start um, Camden Tour Guides Association and got together with the council, got together with the mayor, and it was all approved. And he came to me, and he said, Chris, I want you to be one of my tour guides. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm yeah. not sure about this. I said, look, I'm not an, not an academic. I'm not a teacher. I'm not a historian. I, I, don't, I don't think it's for me. I'm not sure I can cope with that. And he kept chipping away, because he knew that I could tell stories mm. for some particularly strange reason. Anyway, um, Five years later, he got his wish, and uh, I, I had a one-year intensive training course, and, and the people on the course were absolutely brilliant. I was totally out of my depth, but they got me through it. Um, and then when we're doing training walks uh, in and around the Hoban and Bloomsbury area, uh, I could see that I could to illustrate my historical bits with stories and memories from back in the day. And so as soon as I became a qualified tour guide, I started specialising in doing on the beat in King's Cross, on the beat in Bloomsbury type walks. Um, and um, good old Bloomsbury Festival, they got me down to do two walks this year. So we're going to start off with Southern Bloomsbury. So we all meet up at Holy Cross Church 
and then we're going to go south. We're going to go towards Russell Square. We're going to go around the back of Russell Square Underground Station, that lovely grade two Gorgeous. building. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to go around the back into um, past the uh, the Friend at Hand pub, past the Horse Hospital, go down this little mews called Colonnade and have a look and see. Because that's got a great history in itself. And then back into Brunswick Square where... Peter Pan was born. You know, J.M. Barry wrote Peter Pan mm. on the corner house there. Mm. There's a blue plaque outside. And here, Peter Pan flying out of that second floor window mm. into, into Brunswick Square, meeting Wendy, who was looking after the lost boys. Fantastic. Uh, the Never Never Land. And, um, and so we go into Brunswick Square and we look for Peter Pan and Wendy, but we see this lovely big plane tree there, the best plane tree in London. And then we go round into uh, Guildford Street and look outside the front entrance of uh, the Foundling Hospital, Uplands Conduit Street, into Great Ormond Street. We see the lovely statue outside Great Ormond Street Hospital, into Queen Square, into Russell Square, and we do a few back doubles and then go back into, um, you know, back, back to where we started. Yeah. All in an hour and a half, Barra. That's going to take a bit of doing. Yeah, but it's good exercise. Well done. So look, give, give, <laughs> give, me the, give me the times for the 16th and where do we meet you? Okay, so it's an 11 o'clock start uh, and it's um, uh, right outside the, the, the front of uh, Holy Cross Church in Cromer Street. Um, booking on Eventbrite yeah. through, the, um, through the website, the Military Festival website. And on the 22nd, it's, uh-huh. is, is, it's the same starting point, is it? But you're going to take it in a different direction. Yeah, we're going to go north. Uh, so it's at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday the 22nd. And uh, we're going to visit Argyle Square. And uh, we're going to yeah, have a look at what Argyle Square was. Uh, because yeah, not too many people know that Argyle Square was going to be the forerunner of Disneyland. There was going to be all sorts of entertainments and things going on there. It didn't happen. Ladies and gentlemen, so don't go looking for it. <laughs> so there's a lovely story there about why it didn't happen. Uh, and then we go visit uh, the, um, uh, the the uh, Hillview Estate, and then we you know we can peer through the gated entrance and see these lovely trees and flowers and plants and shrubs, and, and what it's become and and how the local residents are really looking after that. Mm. Then we go around the back of um, uh, Camden Town Hall. And there's a few stories there to be told. Then we have a wander up Judd Street, and we can have a look to see where I used to live in a in the police section house, uh, the uh, McNaughton House, which yeah. is now known as the Generator in Compton Place. Yeah. So there's a few stories there before we wind our way back to Holy Cross Church again. Lovely, and some great teasers there as well. And of course, all of this is very thirsty work. So I might suggest that you might end up going for a nice little cheeky pint of Guinness after those walks. I think you'd be well deserved in having one. Well, yeah, there's the Boot Public House right opposite where uh, I, I'm partial to an ale. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and just down the road, there's McGlynn's. And I have been told oh. by a, a very respectable Irishman that these are the best two pubs to get a pint of Guinness. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there we are. Well, um, can I just, that Irishman is not me, but you're absolutely, <laughs> you're absolutely right. And, he, and can I just say that Irishman is absolutely correct. They are the best pints of Guinness in London. Absolutely. Yeah, but I, I'm not sure I should be advertising Guinness on, on Blue well, Radio. Like, so. Moderation, moderation. That's always the that's always <laughs> the key, Chris. Chris, can I just I want to bring you back because in our previous conversation you told me something that was very interesting, and it was in relation to how you met your wife. So, it just can you bring us back uh, a young policeman, okay, in Bloomsbury, and of course 
she was a young nurse. So tell us a bit about the kind of the history of how those two communities were kept separate at Bloomsbury. Yeah, there was it, there was this big push that that um, Bobbies and nurses should um, um, should we say interact and make friends. And there were various um, discos and dances, and if you pardon the expression, there were policemen's balls, and um, and so. There was this great push to get couples and nurses together, which is lovely. And when you think about what life was like in Bloomsbury in 1970, um, there were teaching hospitals all over the place. Uh, and nurses back in those days um, were young, attractive ladies from the English countryside in those days. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, and you think that the Royal Free Hospital was still in Gray's Inn Road, the big nurses' home around the corner in Wren Street. There was um, like Ormond Street Children's Hospital. Yeah, the nurses' home is still there in Guildford Street. Lovely big building there. Mm. Um, UCH, um, the uh, the nurses' home there in Grafton Way, and um, and just a bit further along, just on the edge of um, Camden into Westminster, there was yeah the Middlesex Hospital. Sadly, no longer there, mm. but um, mm. a lovely nurses' home there in Foley Street. Mm. And um, and my wife, she was a, a student nurse in, at the Middlesex Hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so I was um, a young policeman at uh, in Norton Police Section House, uh, and 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 she was there in in, in the nurses' home. And um, back in those days, there was um, a strict criteria that men, especially policemen, were not allowed to go into the nurses' home. Yeah. And um, the, uh, the opposite effect with the police section house that women especially nurses, were not allowed in the section house. And uh, so the only way to get around it was to get married, which I did in 1973. <laughs> a young man getting married as well. quite young, 1973, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And a great story of public service and how it's kind of led into something that you clearly love doing, Chris. You, you obviously love these tour guides. You've got such a great energy about you. And uh, long may they continue. <laughs> Thank you very much. Listen, Chris, it's great to chat. Uh, a reminder to listeners that uh, the events are 16th of October and 22nd of October. 16th at 11 a.m. start, 22nd at 2 p.m. start. All the details are on the Bloomsbury Festival website. But, of course, Bloomsbury's best open spaces. If you just Google that, you'll be able to get into Eventbrite and find out how to book on and come along and hear those amazing stories that Chris has to offer. Chris, thanks so much for taking part again It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Lovely chat to you and talk to you soon.